Coming up on the next edition of the Rude Radio Podcast, I am delighted to have as my special guest, Josh Tolley. Folks, you're not going to want to go anywhere. This is going to be a fantastic interview. Stand by. Well, welcome back to Rude Radio Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so glad to have Josh Tolley here with me today. Josh, thanks for being with us. Ted, it is always a great day when I get to spend it with you, man. I, I guess you're you're kind of used to this. I mean, yeah. you're, this is the kind of radio motif and this, you're a radio broadcaster. Yeah, this is my world. But yeah. we go we go back a long time and it was you know, I was so excited to to know that I was going to do this with you today. Yeah. Yeah, I think what are we uh, how long, how many years? Almost 10 years. Wow. This this spring it'll be 10 years. Man, it seems like yesterday. (laughs) It It seems like yesterday. But, uh, you know, Josh, you've been on with uh, Michael uh, many, many times. Yep. And but, you know, with with the Rude Radio podcast, what we like to do is we like to find out a little bit more about uh, Josh Tolley and a little bit more about you and your history and so forth. So tell us. Tell me a little bit about the young Josh Tolley before <laughs> before radio, before all of this. Tell me about you, where you're from. Uh, I was born in, in Madison, Wisconsin, um, grew up in a you know middle class family, that sort of thing. Um, I guess any uniqueness would be I kind of grew up illiterate, uh, mm. graduated high school, not really reading that well, yeah. um, seven, seven year old level. Uh, and I was so shy that I couldn't order a hamburger from McDonald's. Wow. Uh, yeah. Josh Tolly? I know, right? <laughs> I know. Now I make my money uh, talking to people. Yeah. But, <laughs> but um, I knew entrepreneurship was the way to go. And I wasn't a person of faith yet, but I was a, uh, an observant person. And there's this idea that illiterate people are stupid. They're not. No. If you think about it, if you don't speak Mandarin and I dropped you off in China and you were a functioning adult, you were figuring out the system in yeah. a different way. Yeah. So I saw patterns and, and all that sort of stuff. So I knew I needed to be an entrepreneur. Uh, started my first business three days after high school. Wow. And haven't looked back. Wow. So uh, how how did you – okay, so we were, we were talking about, you know, you, you hadn't found your faith at that particular right. point. But how did you – where did you grow – how did you grow up? What religion were you? How did you grow up? Yeah, we weren't really anything. So yeah. it's not like my parents were like atheists, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Watch Dawkins or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we just weren't anything. <laughs> yeah. So what happened was I was a practitioner of martial arts, still am to this day. Yeah. But I was in martial arts and I noticed all of my friends were practicing all of these different martial uh, religions. Yeah. So you had Taoist, Buddhist, um, Shinto, yeah. Wicca, you name yeah. it. Yeah. But they were avoiding the Bible. Wow. So I was like, just that sort of observant personality. I'm like, well, why are you all avoiding that one? Yeah, why? why? Yeah. yeah. What's up with that? What's up with that? So yeah. I read all the other ones. Um, so I've I've studied religion. And then I said, okay, I'm going to read the Bible. And I read it. I didn't know I was supposed to start at the end of the book. I started at page one, uh-huh. read it, and said, yeah, this makes sense. This is, this is God, so let's go. And then I went to my first um, church. Because that's what you do, right? That's what right. I thought. I'm like, oh, everybody. Yeah, I, I believe in this book. I go where these people are. Yeah. And went to my first church service, sat there and listened to a guy and I got done and I thought, yeah, that's not in the book. Went to the, mm. the next church, 
that's not in the book either. And I went to <laughs> dozens of churches, yeah, dozens of churches, and I thought, man, I must be the only person who's actually read this thing, yeah, because yeah. y'all are nuts. Yeah. So that was kind of the <laughs> the beginning of of the faith walk, and then it kind of mixed with finance along the way, and now I've kind of become this this guy, the faith and finance guy. But yeah, um, that was the start of it, and then I ended up meeting Michael. Well, talk talk to me about that. Talk to me about sure. how uh, you know you've you've gone through this walk of faith and these challenges. You know, well, that's not in the Bible. This is not in the Bible. Yeah. What are y'all talking about? That's not in the Bible. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, now you meet Michael Rude. Tell me how you met him. So I I am as blunt as a hammer to the face, right? And, <laughs> and I tell people that when they come to my live events, this is going to hurt. I only have one gear, and it's blunt. Yeah. So knowing that all these other people didn't read the Bible, and I did, I was on the air. And I've been on the air for a long time. Yeah. And every year I would do an Easter special where I would just rip apart Easter. Yeah. And I remember there was a station that was airing my show in Colorado. And the station manager there, who I still have not met, yeah. but the station manager there was a follower of what Michael was doing. And he sent me a DVD. That's how old I am. It wasn't even a download, yeah. Ted. <laughs> he sent me a DVD of uh, Michael talking about truth and tradition. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a very good if you, one. If you're ever going to see something of Michael Rood's material, truth and tradition is an eye-opening piece. Right? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So I watched this thing and I thought, man, here's the other guy who read the book. Yeah. So because I have a show, I, I told my producer, find this bearded guy and let's get this guy on the show. <laughs> and uh, I had Michael on. And we tore apart Easter again. So I actually did two tear apart Easter shows in the same year. Mm -hmm. And he was just as blunt, as rude as I was, right? I, yeah. I fell in love with the whole prepare for a rude awakening, that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, And uh, we just had a blast. We just hit it off. We just had a blast. And I ended up losing a couple stations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I'm Go dead figure. serious. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, a bunch of angry Protestants, I guess, called in and they were just upset. And um, that kind of kicked it off. And then I think a couple months later or something, he had me down here for the first time. And Yeah, I think you came down for a Passover event, didn't you? I did, yeah, in yeah. 2014. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Ooh, that's been a long time. Long time. Long time. Yeah, I remember that was the – and I remember that you were still – you were doing your radio show. Yeah. And um, one of the things was – uh, you know, I've got to have a place to do the radio show. Yes. So all of a sudden, you know, we said, well, look, there's a whole stage right there. We'll yes. just go up on the stage and do your radio show. Yeah, and I did stage. it live. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Because at, at the time, I, I did 11 years of two hours a day live. Yeah. We didn't pre-record to live. We yeah. did it live. Yeah. So wherever I was, I had to do it. And yeah, we did it live from stage that one year. That was <sighs> that was fun. Man, that... that <laughs> I remember that like it was yesterday. And, and uh, gosh, I want to... Was that here? Was that here in Charlotte? Or it was, was here in Charlotte. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Because I, I know there was one year we did something in Dallas, and I, and I, I wanted to say you were there, but I don't think so. I think it's all. I've actually done a few Passovers with you guys. Yes, that's what. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That one year absolutely. we all dressed up and pretended to be. Oh yeah, we did that that's year. right. Yeah, yeah. I know that was here. Yep, that, that was, was here in Charlotte. Yep. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then I did a Shavuot with you. We, we, we've known each other for a while. Yeah. Well, listen, there's a lot more to talk about with you, your career, uh, what you're doing today, presently, and we want to get into that. So we'll do that right after this uh, little message for everybody. So don't go anywhere, folks. We're going to be right back with Rude Radio Podcast with our good friend, Josh Tolley. Don't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. 
no one seems to know how Yehovah's time clock works, even in the Promised Land. While the Gentile world remains oblivious and rabbinical Judaism insists on doing things their own way, one daring duo decided to do it right. I'm here because in just a little while, we're gonna to attempt to do something that the world is waiting to find out, and that is to actually cite the beginning of the seventh month, one of the most important periods of time in biblical understanding. Keith Johnson and Dr. Nehemia Gordon crisscross the Holy Land to bring you Right on Time from Israel, an adventure that will inspire you to treasure the fall feasts of the Lord like never before. You won't find this exciting teaching anywhere online, but we'll give it to you as our thanks for supporting A Rude Awakening International. When you donate $50 to this ministry in September, we'll send you Right on Time from Israel with Keith Johnson and Dr. Nehemia Gordon on DVD or Blu-ray. Donate $100 and we'll send you Right on Time from Israel, plus a beautiful laser-cut wooden art piece featuring the Second Temple. Donate $300 and we'll send you Right on Time from Israel, the laser-cut wooden art piece, and an authentic natural curve ram's horn shofar plus a matching display stand. These gifts are a limited time offer from Michael Rood to thank you for your support. Make your donation today and receive the $50 gift, the $100 gift, or the $300 gift. Thank you. Your donations ensure that important teachings like Right on Time from Israel keep coming from a Rood Awakening International. Use your cell phone to scan the QR code on your screen to donate now and receive these limited time gifts or call 888-766-3610 or get your gifts online with a donation at monthlylovegift.com. Welcome back to Rude Radio Podcast with my good friend Josh Tolly here. Now, Josh, we were before we left for the break, we were talking about how you had met Michael and you had been with us for a lot of uh, Passover events, Shavuot events, and yeah. so forth. But now, talk to us about what you have done professionally now. I know at the time, um, back in the day, we were uh, dealing with uh, you had your radio program. Yes. And you also had an entrepreneurial corporation called Purple Monkey Garage. Yeah. Yes, I believe, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. tell me about that and how that's evolved now. Oh man, it it has it has grown and changed so many times. Technically, Purple Monkey Garage still exists, mm -hmm. but the the whole idea really is is kind of rooted in faith anyway. So I was I was building my business, I was growing in my faith, and I I thought, well, these two worlds have to mix because the Bible says it's for all instruction. Sure, right. And I found out that it didn't. I mean, you had prosperity gospel or you had, you know, how to tithe or something, but you had no real instruction on, on business. So I ended up writing a book, um, Evangelpreneur. Yes, I remember I, that very well. Very great book. Matter of fact, folks, if you don't have that book, yeah. <laughs> you still need to get it because it's still yes. a great guidepost uh, for an entrepreneur. Yeah, and it's actually on version two. So second edition, updated stuff. So yeah, go ahead and get that book. Yeah. Um, but we've, we've grown quite a bit. So at the current moment, I own 15 businesses. Businesses and wow. it's it's always kind of a, a moving platform. Sure, and we use those businesses to advance not only financially but also faith. Yeah. And those doors that open into churches and to different people groups, it's amazing. It's amazing, Ted. You start helping people from an economic standpoint, and how they just naturally come over and say, "Well, what do you know about God?" Yeah, that it, it they go so hand in hand. So we do a lot of that. 
Um, I have a, a company called Kingsbridge um, that's kind of absorbed part of what Purple Monkey does uh, to really kind of help people move forward in that entrepreneurship sort of vision and goal. Sure. And then I'm, I'm doing a lot of speaking in churches and small groups and stuff like that. Um, and of course, you know, constantly looking for new businesses to buy, sell, grow, flip. Sure. All the time. Well, you know, going back to the Bible, now we were talking earlier when we were talking uh, in a pre-production meeting for Shabbat Night Live. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about being servants. Yes. And how the Bible really doesn't want us to be that. Now, we it's not about slavery because you brought up right. a very good analogy about the difference between being a servant and being a slave. And yeah. in this economy, talk to me about the differences there. So biblically speaking, there's four types of people, masters, laborers, servants, and slaves. The master is the rich guy on the top of the hill. We know mm -hmm. who he is. The slave is captive. The Bible never tells you don't be a slave because you don't have a choice. Yeah, you're a slave. You're a slave. Yeah. You're, okay, somebody took you, right? Yeah. They pillaged the village. But that leaves us with two. It leaves us with laborers and servants. And then Matthew tells us you cannot serve God in money. You're going to hate one, love the other, love one, hate the other. Right. But if it tells you that we can't, that means we have a choice. Yeah. So if you look at what a servant was biblically, a servant was not a slave. A servant worked for a master. That work day was typically eight to 10 hours. Yeah. They started the day when the master said so. So what time do you have to be to work? Yeah. They they quit at the end of the day when the master said so. So when do you get to go home? If there's time to lean, there's time to clean. That's right. <laughs> and the, the most revealing part from Genesis to Revelation, if a servant saved up enough money, they could buy their freedom. Today, we mm -hmm. call that retirement. Yeah. Oh, Mildred, if we could just save up enough. That's it. That's and it. If the, if the servant loved his master, he could go to the city gate, put an all through his ear, take his master's mark and be his for life. Today, we call that tenure and pension. Yeah. So the biblical example of serving money is the modern example of long-term employment. Wow. Now, I know it's nuts. Yeah. It is. Now, you compare that with a laborer, right? The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Yeah. Jesus uses this example where these two dudes are out in the field and these other two dudes come up and Jesus didn't say dude, so hold on the hate mail. But, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and his but, name was Yeshua, but that's a whole right. different story. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. But when they come up, the first two guys get upset because the second two guys got the same reward. And he's obviously using this as an example of how those who come to salvation later in life get the same heavenly reward as those who come earlier. Great, great example. But why did he use this example? Because that's entrepreneurship. Yeah. Those other two servants, or those other two laborers rather, came up and they said who? They said how much? much? They said when? Mm -hmm. they, didn't, they didn't have to show up again tomorrow. Right. They set the price and it only took them as long as it took them to take the money. Right. That's a modern equivalent to what we would today call an entrepreneur. So uh, let, let's, let's dive a little bit deeper into that for just a moment if yeah. we could. Okay, so we know the Bible wants us to be the head, not the tail. Correct. Right? Yeah. So what is your perspective on how we become that? How do we how do we as the you know the Joe Blow individual American over here, how does that person, male or female, how does that person go from this mentality of servanthood, mm -hmm. which is, hey, I gotta clock in, click, click, and right. do my stuff. How do we go from that? to being able to control your own destiny. You have to renew your mind daily. 
And isn't it funny? That's what the Bible tells us to do, too. That's insane. So it's it, it's really a mindset. You have to make up your mind to say, OK, I'm going to change how I think about these financial issues and wake up and say, OK, what can I do today that advances me towards that objective? And you don't have to hit a home run every every time you wake up. Yeah. What I tell people is if you move forward one percent today. Yeah. In 100 days, you are 100% ahead of where you were. You know, it reminds me of a Japanese word, okay? And we're fixing to have to go to a break here in just a second. But that Japanese word is kaizen. Okay. Kaizen. And what kaizen says is you can't do one thing 1,000% better, but you can do one thing 1% better. Yes. And that, that that just goes right along with uh, what you say. You can do a thousand things 1% better. Yes. And that goes along with what you were saying. Listen, we're going to learn more about your techniques of freedom, financial freedom, <laughs> uh, here in our next segment. So, folks, don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back with more Rude Radio podcasts. Don't go anywhere. Hey, welcome back, folks, to Rude Radio Podcast. Uh, I'm Ted Clayton here with my good friend, Josh Tolley. And Josh, you, before the break, you were talking to us about how to become free, yeah. financially free. Yeah. Can you expand a little bit more on what your principles of financial freedom could be? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I have no system for people to join or mentorship or anything like that. So this is just purely what has worked. The first thing we have to realize is you you have to look for wealth creation, not wealth storage. Yeah. So many people are missing the the difference between the two and they put money into wealth storage thinking right. that's going to create wealth and it can't. Oh, right. Yeah. Let me uh, let me see. Let me put $100 in the savings account. Right. And, you know, in 50 years, that's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be $102. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, so that's, that's never going to happen. You have to get into wealth creation. Yeah. And then once you realize that, the the second biggest difference maker is realizing you can buy the wealth and the income that you want. You don't have to wait for it to happen. And this is by far the biggest seismic shift when it comes to most people learning how to create wealth. You know, the crazy thing about that and what I what my mind goes to is all of the shows and such that you see. Uh, the barter system. Yeah. Okay. And uh, they've been full length 
movies and television shows about how somebody has taken a pin yep. and made it into a Ferrari. Yep. Because I I barter, I, I take this pin and I sell it to my radio guy, Kenneth Collins, and he takes it and he and he has it and now he's got a microphone he wants to sell to somebody. And it yeah. just and it just keeps going back and forth and back and forth until eventually you got a Ferrari sitting in your uh, in, in, you know, you just have to have time, patience, and knowledge. And a willingness to change. Because, yeah. listen, I don't think everybody can be rich. I'm not that guy, yeah, right? Right. But I do think that most people who could be are not because they don't want to change and try. Because somebody's going to listen to what you just said and be like, oh, well, that sounds like a salesman and I don't want to yeah. be a salesman. Then yeah. change. Right. I was shy and illiterate. I changed. Well, and, and people can't be, how do I want to say this? They, they can't be complacent. They can't be lazy. You've got to do the homework. Right. You've got to do what's necessary to grow yourself. And, and a lot, for a lot of folks, they right. just get to the point where, you know what? I'm, I'm comfortable. comfortable. <laughs> yep. I'm comfortable now. And I don't want to go any further than what we are right now. Comfort is so dangerous. Yeah. And then you get into the people, and I'm just going to say names here, the the Elon Musks. Sure. The, the uh, uh, uber wealthy. Yeah, the uber wealthy. Yeah. And it gets to a point, and you correct me here if I'm wrong, but it gets to a point that you become so used to the operation of creating wealth that it becomes natural. Oh, yeah. At that point. Especially you are not wrong. The Warren Buffetts. Yes. I mean, you look at Warren Buffett, and yes, he still drives a Chevy. Yep. But the man touches things. He could touch this notepad, and it turns into money from Why? Because he's used to it now. Yeah. And he knows what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And there's two things there. One, yes, he still drives his same car and goes to the same McDonald's. Yeah. But in all fairness, he also has armed security guards <laughs> at this house he bought in 1964. Yeah, that's right. And the that's house right. is 7,000 square feet. Right. And he's got three jets. Yeah. So there's this like image that yeah. he's portrayed like I'm this humble billionaire. Yeah. You have three jets. So, but you're right in, in the fact of spotting opportunity. Once you get used to it, it is literally everywhere. I will come back from a trip and the first question my wife will ask me is, are we in another business? Yeah. Because it has happened. I've yeah. come back from a weekend trip and be like, hey, honey, we now own a zoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you just, you, you start to see it everywhere. Yeah. And if people just made that 1% change that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Pretty soon you're gonna you're gonna be like wow why did I ever think this was difficult? Now speaking of new businesses, you have yeah. a new venture that's coming up right yes. now. Tell me a little bit about that. So um, I did my entire contract and fulfilled it with my prior syndicator. Yeah, and that was our radio show. I took a contractually obligated break for a while. Yeah, and I'm about to get back into radio. I love long format radio. Yeah, and we have a show that's being launched called The Logical Place with Josh Tully. Uh, for years, while I was on the radio, everybody would call in and say that I was the Spock of talk radio because, <laughs> <laughs> because if it doesn't make sense, then it's irrelevant. And I said, well, let's let's lean into that. So we're creating a, a brand new show that's going to focus on bringing logic to all of these other sort of topics out there. Gotcha. Gotcha. So 
so that's the future of Josh Tolley, basically, yeah. you know, acquiring more businesses. Helping others do the same. Helping others do the same yep. and informing and educating folks with your radio program. Correct. Yeah. That's incredible. And Good then job. once in a while coming out here to see you. That's right. And we'd love for you to continue to do that. We would. <laughs> so, uh, Josh, just real quick, and I know we have one more quick little segment to do, but tell yeah. me. Tell me how people can get in touch with you right now. Yeah, um, they can always go to joshtolley.com, J-O-S-H-T-O-L-L-E-Y.com. From there, they can get directed everywhere else. Uh, if they're interested in the business thing that we were just talking about, kingsbridgebrokers.com, they can go there, um, learn the interesting story, godly story behind the name. But typically, if they find me one place, they'll find me everywhere. Okay, wonderful. Well, listen, we got to take one more break. We'll be right back in just a moment with our dear friend, Josh Tolley. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Rude Radio Podcast with my dear friend, Josh Tolley. Josh, you know, you have, been, like you, you said before, before the break, you have come, you have been here with Michael uh, for years and years, 10 years. And, you know, Michael appreciates you so much. And recently you came and did uh, a, a bunch of Shabbat Night Live programs yes. with Scott Laird. Yeah. And you did a love gift. Now, for folks who aren't familiar with the love gift, that's a special teaching that uh, you can get from uh, the, the Root store, the mm -hmm. Root Awakening store. And it is not going to be shown on YouTube or anything like that. It's a special teaching that's uh, just for our partners. And you had a special teaching that you uh, told me about. Talk to me about that special yeah, teaching. Yeah, I did. I did. So we're going to teach people how acquisitional wealth or the buying and selling of businesses is the most proven, fastest, safest way to create life-changing wealth in the history of the world and how most people can do it with far less money than they think is needed. Well, that's what I was just going to ask you now. Okay, so I'm Joe Blow so-and-so. Yeah. You know, and yep. I live paycheck to paycheck. Is that something for me? Is yes. that something that I can do? It absolutely is. And we're going to teach people how to use their 401ks, how to use seller financing, how to find the business itself. But we have turned people in less than in less than two months. We've taken them from middle class to six, seven figure income earners just by buying a company that already produces it. Wow. That's incredible. That's really incredible. So, folks, you're going to want to get that love gift from Josh Tolley uh, that's uh, coming up. And also, you're going to want to watch those Shabbat Night Lives mm -hmm. with you and Scott. I mean, I was in on the pre-production meetings with you guys and the stuff. Oh, yeah. That you are going to be talking about yeah. with those programs. Listen, you're going to want to bring your relatives, your neighbors, everybody in. <laughs> your financial planner. <laughs> your financial planner. Get everybody in and watch these shows because they're going to be great. Josh, thank you so much for thank being you, with Ted. us on Rude Radio Podcast. We really appreciate you, man. Always a joy. All right. Thank you, guys. And for our producer, Kenneth Cullens, I'd like to say thanks, everybody. We really enjoy being here for you. And until the next time, this is Ted Clayton saying bye.